Hector Hughes previously worked at a high-growth startup before he detached himself from technology. He co-founded Unplugged, a company that provides cabins in remote destinations around the UK for digital detoxes, where you're invited to lock your phone away for the duration of your stay. This episode, we speak about digital addiction, what Hector learned on his retreat, as well as how he built Unplugged to what it is now. I was drinking a lot of the time, so it's kind of that, and we're doing this high-go startup, and you know, it's a bit of a shit show behind the scenes, as, as these things always are. So I enjoyed it a lot, but it's just kind of dissatisfied with what I was doing. So I was running growth at the time. I spent uh, a year in sales, then a year in product, and a year in running growth. And I wasn't, I wasn't particularly good at any of the. I was going to say like, those are like the three worst parts of any startup. It's like because they always <laughs> want sales, they always want to grow, and they're always worried about the product. So that's it, man. It was hectic. It was hectic. Um, and you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing in any of those roles. It was like all of them was like, okay, we need someone to do this. Like, just put me in. And yeah see what happens so i didn't know what i was doing they didn't know what we needed to do but so stuff was, uh, was being done you know <laughs> quite done yeah, yeah that's it that's it so so no but i really enjoyed the whole journey like again we're still very close with the the founders of that and you know it was a lot of fun but we we did the whole international expansion opened offices in the u.s australia grew to to 70 people um yeah. so i was kind of flying flying to austin melbourne to kind of set up these offices yeah and um uh, I just, just got a bit burnt out with it all. Like the industry was point of sale systems, so for uh, iPad till systems for, for restaurants and cafes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you know that that again was fun, but like, there's, there's there's nothing doesn't really get me up in the morning, you know. Um, so everybody needs this iPad in their restaurant. That that's, that's my it. life mission. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so there was a bit of that, and then you know the, each role was like yeah, you know, I, 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 it was interesting doing all the roles. It's giving me like a good holistic grounding but I, you know none of them really resonated like some people just you know fucking love marketing and they just want to get stuck into that all day every day yeah. and now I, I much prefer like jack of all trades master of none type, type thing yeah and then following on from that kind of whole tech life you decided to take a break in the himalayas what what drew you to the to the himalayas man what what was up there was something calling you in the in the mountains or <laughs> yeah so i tell you what it was actually while i was at the the tech startup so it was like 2019 and we just had this crazy summer we're like gearing up towards a, a 10 million series a like you know tr- tr- trying to get these offices off the ground in in the u.s and australia and uh again it was, it was kind of socializing a lot so it's just 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 busy and um just got a bit kind of burnt out with it all and a friend of mine had done this this signing retreat in the Himalayas and he recommended it. Um, and originally I kind of laughed it off. I was like, nah, you know, <laughs> what would I, I was just thinking to myself, like, what would people think? Like, how good. Come back with a shaved head and an orange robe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I had, you know, I had started getting into meditation more. I'd like, you know, messed around with Headspace for a few months and I just that summer learned transcendental meditation, which is like 20 minutes twice a day. So it's really seeing the benefits of that. And I just thought, you know, May as well give this a go. Like let's let's go and see what it's like. Um, so book that in for September uh, 2019, when uh, it was you know incredibly spectacular kind of Buddhist temple on, on top of a mountain. Um, and the best thing about it was when you got there, they took your phone off you and you spent ten days uh, offline. Were you prepared for that, or was it kind of a shock? Were they like hand your phone over? Yeah, yeah. no, I was. And I'll tell you what. By the time I got out, I was so ready for it because um, I. I 
spoken to my friend a bit about it so i kind of knew what was, was coming and oh you had a spoiler because i was gonna say i'm sure there's some people that get there and go yeah. wait you want my phone i was planning to take pictures <laughs> the whole time like no no That's no it. hand yeah. over the phone so were you in silence the whole two weeks or is it just like between certain hours you're silent so it's, it's 23 hours a day so there's one hour a day when you're supposed to chat about like um you've got some questions on buddhist philosophy so the the retreat was called intro to buddhism that was like half buddhist philosophy half meditation so then half a day meditating the rest like you know being taught buddhist philosophy so um the yeah the, the silence was was most time that, that it was actually it was actually a lot of fun the silence like again you, you speak to people about it they're like ah oh, there's nowhere i can do that but like everyone 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 can and you actually develop really close bonds with all the other people there uh, there's something weird about just that kind of non-verbal communication uh, of just being like what well, do, do you just look at people do you like look and wink or can you like hand gesture i don't understand that like so if you're just in silence you just kind of smile into someone's eyes and be like you know it's that, that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. like just like giggling together and all. it's just it's, it's quite funny there's something quite like surreal about the whole thing so when you're like looking and obviously everyone's everyone's at a, a great place they've been meditating all day so you know there's a lot of just good good vibes going around and you know um lots of Kind of smiling at people and laughing and that kind of thing. So, what was like the first day like? Like, what were you rocking up there like? You were kind of done with the, well, not done with the start, but you needed a break from the startup thing because it was just wearing you out. You got there for your first day, or for maybe you know you get there at night and start in the morning type thing. You get there, your phone's gone. You're in the Himalayas. Is it like a a, a kind of a thing like in the middle of nature type thing, or is it in a city? Like, kind of talk me through what what it looks and feels like being there on, on day one yeah for sure so i, I on, on the way out there i just remember being just just a bit kind of unsettled i was actually trying to like journals for the whole thing so i i've kind of gone back and looked at my journal entry day one i wrote like four lines it's just like i'm feeling a bit <laughs> a bit kind of bloated from the, the so you kind of get there and the thing about india is it's just there are just people everywhere you know you, you go like to this literally flew to this like tiny airport from from delhi um, and then you kind of start driving up this up this mountain, this kind of forest all the way, and then halfway up, it just opens up into this you know massive city, which is just rammed full of people. Like it's, it's so it's so surreal. So, so so the first couple of days, I was definitely um, just a bit kind of little bit kind of overwhelmed. Like I was a bit 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 kind of jet lagged, and you know that that kind of thing. I, I certainly wasn't like wasn't buzzing. Um, and then you get there get off your phone starts to feel a bit more real but definitely it took me a couple of days to kind of settle down like the first few days you're a bit agitated there's, there's something we found with, with our cabins as well which is like the first day you go off your phone like you're actually a bit more anxious because you, you kind of feel like you you lost a limb right like there's so much that we we turn to our phones for so um so so yeah like definitely and actually that that was true of the whole 10 days like such a such a roller coaster so you have some real kind of you know, oh, why am I doing this along the way? And, you know, and the, the other really tough thing at the start was, uh, was just the sitting, you know, like I, I just hadn't sat like cross-legged like that for, <laughs> for probably my whole life. So um, like, you, you, cause it's just kind of sitting up like a, like a flagpole. And we just don't do that in the, in the Western world. We're kind of slouched over on the, on the chair. Yeah. After, after primary school, you don't sit down yeah. and cross your legs at all. And once you hit year six and you get on them big boy benches, you, you never look back. That's you don't it. cross your legs. Never anymore. looking back. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So, so like, but, but what was amazing there is kind of actually just see 
you, you could just see your body adjusting. It's like the first two or three days were, were agony. There's always that shift it around and trying to get comfortable and that kind of thing. And then your body just adjusts. And, and that's actually a really empowering thing to see because you don't see that so much on the yeah. day-to-day. Yeah. But like, and kind of actually ever since that experience, I've, I've noticed more and more where like you do just adjust. Like, because, you know, again, this day and age, if something that hurts or or anything like that, like we just say, oh God, so it's wrong. Like, yeah. stop doing this. Like, you, you never, you never, you kind of avoid discomfort, but actually kind of pushing through discomfort, your, your body body adjusts. So that was, uh, that was a big learning. So you, you kind of did this towards, from what I gathered, the later end of 2019. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. pushing into 2020, obviously, the big C word happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try not to, try not to dwell too much on the big C, but you then decided somewhere between then and summer 2020 that you were going to start the, the unplugged business. You're going to start the cabins. Yeah, man. So honestly, it was, it was one week after the retreat. So th- oh, that wow. finished like end of September. Yeah. And um, I, I, when I left, I didn't plan to quit my job or anything, but um, I, I had to come straight back. So we had like a, a you know, quarterly planning meetings, so like the leadership team planning we were planning the next quarter um and two days into that we were trying to raise this this 10 million series a that fell through so like in one day funding fell through we closed our us australian office let go half the company oh wow i was running i was running growth at the time so marketing and uh, we, we paused all marketing spend so i just had a week kind of twiddling my thumbs and um a friend had told me about uh, these kind of cabin startups in, in other countries. So, so that idea was just at the back of my mind and had a drink with, with Ben, who's my now co-founder. He, he'd left uh, the startup at that point, but um, we, we'd stayed friends and just, just told him about it. was talking a bit about, you know, he's not the kind of guy he'd find at a silent retreat anytime soon. Um, we're talking about how there's a lot of stigma around, you know, retreats and meditation. A lot of the benefit is just getting people you know, offline and, and into nature. So we um, had a chat about this. I was talking about these these cabins in other countries, and just thought that would be a fantastic vehicle to do something. So it was a kind of perfect storm of you know being in a good headspace yeah. after a retreat, having this idea, and then also having that kind of push <laughs> with everything everything going wrong with the startup. So then I literally spent three hours googling it on a Friday night and was like, okay, I'm going to quit on on Monday and let's do this. And that was yeah. start of October 2019. Um, so I spent a couple of months like feeling it out, just, just, just trying to kind of figure out the best way to approach it with, with Ben. And then um, we ordered the first cabin in like, January uh, 2020, which was which was super fortunate because if we'd waited three more months, they'd be gone. Pandemic hits, yeah, and we, we we just we just wouldn't have we wouldn't have ordered it. We, we would have bottled it. So yeah. luckily, like we'd already committed. Yeah, you're winding yourselves by the point <laughs> of the pandemic. It's like, listen, we've got we've yeah. got all this wood we've and stuff over it. here. We've got to build it somewhere. And if, if it ends up where we live, then that's that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we actually got the first cabin. So we're now doing the manufacturing in the UK. We've got the first one built by a Swedish company right. um, in, in Latvia. And, and neither of the Swedes or the Latvians seem, seem to bother too much with the pandemic. So they just oh, got to crack. Yeah, they were cranking them out the whole time. They were like, they were do, you, do you need out, this? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So we got the got the first cabin in June and, and the government lifted the the regulations here in, in July for the, for the first lockdown. So really, really got lucky with the, the time. And what was it like? So at least you had some experience to kind of carry forward from the startup about you know marketing and sales and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you end up having to use those skills with Unplugged? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm not not sure I could pass them the skills, but we we definitely picked up a lot of useful learnings along the way. Like a lot of 
lot, you know, we saw a lot go wrong at this the start. We, we got some things right, but we, we got a lot wrong. So lots of lessons taken to that. I also just to like practice launching a business um, between the, so after the retreat, when I quit my job, I did a kind of little project called Hoodies for the Homeless, which was just to like practice launching something. So like for Christmas, we, um, we, we made these kind of recycled hoodies recycled out of um, plastic bottles and organic cotton. And uh, for each one sold, donated one to Crisis, the homeless charity. Um, so, so that was just a nice like, you know, practice launching a business. Again, got just got a ton of stuff wrong there as well. But like, that was another another good level of learnings to then take into unplug. So like we had some we had some good uh, experience. And myself and my co-founder um, are very complementary skill sets. So his strengths fill in my weaknesses and vice versa. So it was a it was a really nice split. Um, and yeah, we, we we also just get on very well, which makes a, a massive difference. I think yeah. you know. People say that a business relationship is much like a marriage and it, yeah. it has to it has to be equally balanced or else it will never work. You can't both be on the same thing. Someone's got to be rational. Someone's got to be the creative and all that kind of stuff. So I'm assuming that Ben is the lo- the, the logical brain type side guy because you said he's not onto the, the whole meditation retreat type thing and he's it seems like a very kind of dots, dots his eyes and crosses his T's type person. He's, so he's the attention to detail guy, but the kind of the the, the like logic numbers side of things is, is actually me. So oh, okay. I'm uh, I kind of studied maths at uni, but that's kind of more my cup of tea. But you know, if you ask me to like you know design something or something, I'll just give you a, a scribble on the back of a, an envelope. So it, it worked quite well. Like the, the, it was quite a nice split in terms of like uh, kind of front end and back end, is how I think about it. So everything like customer facing like all the guest experience like how the cabin looks is, is all Ben. Yeah. And then all the like how things work behind the scenes, um, you know, like the funding, how the solar works, all that kind of stuff was, was me. So it was just a really nice split in terms of that. Um, and I think also because we were both friends and had worked together, like there was just no ego in the relationship. So I think we, we both had a lot of like respect um, uh, for, for each other and what each other could, could do. And I think that, is a really nice place to do it from because it just meant it was a very supportive relationship. So we kind of, you know, both knew that the other person was, uh, was just kind of, you know, giving everything to, to make it happen. So yeah, there was no, there was never any bickering or any of these things. Lots of disagreements, but that's kind of how you, I mean, <laughs> you problem solve, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the few things that I have found online about the business, because it is, I would, I would say fairly new, but you know, it seems like it's doing well, is you guys ended up doing a, a virgin startup loan thing or like a program like that is that something that you kind of did like after you had the first cabin or was that something you did to get the first cabin do you know what I mean like where did that kind of slot into you guys's yeah for sure. so, so, so that was to get the first cabin but it was super scrappy to get the first one but we didn't know anything about fundraising didn't know anything about all these things and um so didn't didn't have much money in the, the bank ourselves we did a 30k friends and family round yeah um yeah. and then got a 15k loan from virgin startups and that like just about covered the, cabin, the, the yeah. first cabin and, and and a few mistakes we made along the way so so that was a that was a real um you know help actually and uh the other great thing about that is you, you can get into the virgin networks which we got a lot of kind of free pr through that again it's it's a very like tangible thing um and, you know because because they're obviously 
trying to promote what they're doing um, at Virgin yeah. Startups. I think they do some great stuff, kind of supporting startups. So it was it was just nice to kind of work with them on on a few things and it just helped uh, helped us get the word out. Yeah, because um, I I honestly I remember I said to you I was like oh I might try to do this. I went and looked and all the dates I could do you're fully booked. I was <laughs> like this is this is amazing. This is the kind of stuff I want to see. You know that you guys are are fully booked on most locations. I was like. I guess I'll have to wait until some new dates come up. And I was yeah. like, I was like, can I go in the winter? I was like, that looks like a fireplace. I was like, yeah, it looks like I could go in the winter. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So hopefully in the winter, people are less likely to want to do this. I don't mind the cold, but yeah, yeah you guys right now, as, as far as, you know, the listeners are concerned, we're fully booked. You're fully booked. So it's, yeah, yeah. what was it like in the beginning to, to get your first customer? Who was the first customer? Was it someone you knew personally or was it a stranger? Yeah, for sure. So the first customer was, was my two sisters who went and stayed together okay. <laughs> right, right at the start. But uh, it was every kind of you know, business venture I've done or been involved in, I've found exactly the same thing, which is like always expect it to be much easier than it is to, to sell. You like think, oh, we've got this great thing. We're going to launch. Everyone's going to rip our hand off. Like, it's going to be easy. Um, and then just end up launching to cricket. So I'm sure, I'm sure some more seasoned entrepreneurs could have, could have, created some more buzz out the gates but but that first month we did like a half price friends and family round uh, friends and family um you know month and got got my sister's booking uh, and then two separate sets of friends and, and that was it so we had three three kind of sets of people in the in the cabin in the first month so it was super quiet <laughs> and then you know august again we were like half full we we're having lots of issues with like the solar power and stuff because we ended up with like a too complicated electric um you know, kind of uh, electric wiring. So, you know, it was those, yeah. And they look, I look back very fondly on them, but in those early days, you're just like, fuck. What, you're there ripping your hair up, like, why have I done this? This is yeah. so bad. That's it. And then and then, and then we hit September um, and we started just a couple of articles drops, like the Evening Standard just emailed us out the blue and was like, hey, love to interview you guys. And then, there was a, an, an influencer who we actually approached about investing, but he ended up not investing, but coming to stay. And, um, you know, so just a couple of things. And we, we went from getting one book a week to, to one book a day. And then we've basically been sold out since then. So we, we just launched two more cabins a, a month ago and, and they just kind of sold out straight away. So yeah. just to get more cabins out now, they're coming, but we well, got to get the thing I was going to say, so they, are they like, um, in a sense, are they like on a campsite? So there's like four of them. Or five of them in a, like a, a little plot of land type thing? Or is it like, this is one and the next one's like half a mile down the road type thing? Yeah, so the the um, kind of location is, is a really big part of the experience. So especially in these early days, we want to kind of get a few locations. So the first cabin's on its own site. Cabins two and three are actually on the same site. So they're out of sight of each other, um, but but they're in the, the same location. So it still maintains that secluded feel. Uh, and then we've got a different location another cabin launching um, uh, later this month and then a couple more in, in different locations. So we're really dotting cabins around now. And as we grow, we'll look to kind of cluster them a bit more. So, you know, really important to kind of keep that secluded feel so that when people come, they can properly switch off. Uh, but we've actually had had great feedback with these two cabins on the same site. Um, so pe people don't seem to mind. And I think for some people, they actually kind of like knowing that there are other people nearby. Yeah, um, a little less like a horror movie. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas some people just want to just get the fuck away from it all and, and kind yeah. of not go, not go near anyone else. So, uh, you know, I think really 
important to kind of have that have that contrast as as we scale and, and that'll be a really fun thing to to play around with and, and test okay uh, have you spent a night in any of your your cabins yeah man yeah i did uh, i did it in our first cabin um in august it was beautiful it was like the hottest <laughs> hottest three days of the year it was amazing so um yeah no that was that was very lucky but i haven't haven't got to stand the the new cabins yet so i have to get myself booked in uh, i mean they're fully booked man if they're fully booked know, you know, man, let them be fully booked don't worry That's about it. you getting in there <laughs> it's when For they're sure. not fully booked and you know your rent can't be paid then you might have to start living in them and then it changes That's to a it, whole yeah, different yeah. thing <laughs> I've always got that one in the back of my mind. Like, if this all goes tits out, we'll just... <laughs> yeah, just, I'll just live in one. I just, I'll change it yeah. up. I'll, I'll start applying, you know, vegan principles and stuff like that. Grow my own vegetables. You're right. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, sign me up for that. Jumping back to, to uh, the Himalayas and stuff like that. When you were out there, what was the diet like? Was it like mainly vegetarian-based? Because you said it was Buddhist and that type of thing. So Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, all, all vegetarian. It was, um, you know, kind of as you'd expect. It was very... Um, quite quite light because you, you you had one um, you had one meal at lunch which was usually a kind of vegetable curry and then just a soup in the evening so just ended up eating a lot less like it's just tough and especially in lockdown I like, I really found because I actually gave up drinking like eighteen months ago so I've done 18, 18 months sober and and I was also locked down on my own I just, I just found kind of filling that void with with just eating more and more and. Um, it was just really nice to, to actually just eat much lighter. Like I found, found just having soup in the evening, uh, you slept a lot better. So, um, so yeah, the, the food was super basic. It was obviously Buddhist. It's all kind of run by donations. So it was kind of, you know, all grown locally. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just simple stuff, but you really get used to it pretty quickly. Um, and it's just, a, you know, it's just an easier, easier so way of living. When you came back, did you become a vegetarian full time or were you a vegetarian already going out there? What, what happened? No, I didn't, and I'm not, and I, I didn't, and it's it's I it's the question I get the most. I probably get asked this a couple of times a week. It's weird. Like yeah. People just assume that I am, and it's I'm ashamed to say it's, it's not something I've got around to. I, you know, I, it's it's again, it's it's just because I haven't quite figured out my diet yet. So I've been you know messing around with with fasting and yeah. you know, eating. I feel like that's, that's the new current trend, isn't it, with with people now? It's uh, oh, I'm intermittent yeah. fasting. Oh no, I only eat between. I only eat when the sun goes down. This, that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I only eat straight meat. I I don't eat carbs. Da 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 da. And it's like I it's feel tough. like there was it's it's a thing. Everybody's chemistry is different, isn't it? So yeah, what, yeah. What, what might be good for me might not be good for you, but everybody seems to go online and go right. I need to eat this much kale with this much spinach with that much chicken. <laughs> and it's like that's not going to work for you. Like if you're, like sure. a, if you're a six foot five skinny person, clearly your body digests food differently to a short person. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the other thing about it is I, I feel like it's, 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 it's very much like kind of Pandora's box. So like once you start messing around with your diet, yeah. you just come a lot less resilient. So like yeah. if you're trying to do this funky diet and then you eat, you know, kind of back to your old habits a bit, then it really like knocks it out of you. So, you know, if you're trying to eat a lot of kind of, fresh food and then you eat a, a burger one day then you you really feel that right and it really kind of hits home so so definitely kind of dealing with that and yeah I'm, I'm definitely trying to eat more kind of um you know veggie vegan like the, kind of thinking more along those lines but it's definitely not something i've i've cracked yeah i, I must admit i uh, i have quite a healthy diet most days but the second i have something fast foody it's <laughs> absolutely ruined like yeah, abs- crazy. Ruined. And I'm just like, oh, why did I do it? But it's like at the time, <laughs> it's what I wanted, you know? I wanted yeah. this food. Right. 
Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting that you say you get that question a lot because I feel like a lot of people go through the same thought process of like, okay, meditation, we see where you're going. Yeah, vegetarianism? No, <laughs> no? okay, okay. Yeah. Ayahuasca? And then, you know what yeah. I mean? Like people just probably for have sure. all the exact same <laughs> questions. For sure, for sure. No, it's, it's I, I'm definitely like reading a lot of, just finished a book actually called In Defense of Food by Michael Pollan, which is really good. Um, he's the guy who wrote the psychedelics book that was quite big in the last couple of years but um so yeah th thinking about it but no i haven't, haven't quite figured it out yet okay and so back to you know current times back to the the cabin and all that kind of stuff or cabins should i say mm. you said ben was mostly in charge of the design but when you were starting out were you kind of like the idea is like you could be lying in bed and look outside and see beautiful countryside type thing this isn't this isn't the the stereotypical log cabin. This is like a modern sleek one because they look <laughs> they look really amazing inside. Appreciate, it. yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean we 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 did cheat a little bit here because there are some kind of uh, cabin companies in other countries, yeah. so we definitely pulled some inspiration for them. So just while we were trying to figure it all out, I actually went to um, the US for a couple of days. There's a very successful company there called Getaway. Also went to to Belgium. Um, for a couple of days there's a company there called, called slow cabin so just just went and had a look at what was going on elsewhere because I, I think you know a lot of innovation is just take something that's working elsewhere like take this from here this from here you can put it together and then add your twist on it so it was a really great starting point for us there's also a really cool company in australia um and you know we, we've then once we had that first cabin up and running then you could really kind of see how guests interact with it what works what doesn't so we've kind of changed the floor plan quite a lot going to these new cabins um, you know, and, and now we can really start to kind of iterate and play on it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, the, the window is definitely um, a, a huge value add. And um, it's also it's also just kind of doing, like, you just need to do a few things well, right? There's people want to come and want to cook and they want to you know, sit and chill and yeah. you know, play cards or board games, sit and read. And it's like, if you can just do those kind of three or four things really well, then yeah. um, that's all people need. Because one of the things at the beginning is we're, like, really worried people get bored, like, all these kind of things. And, just just hasn't been the case at all that like, people are remarkably resourceful well yeah i was about to say three days isn't that long when you think about it i'm yeah. sure most people will say to you oh it flies by like it's yeah it's really flying it flew by it felt amazing and all that it's like i feel like if you were to push it out to like oh seven days with you without your phone that's when people <laughs> start to go a bit loopy because they would have sure. missed a whole week's worth of football or whatever else <laughs> you know what I mean? some people just can't live without these things and so when they arrive is it up to them to lock up their phone or is it something that you do like how it was done in the silent retreat where you come with the box you like put the phone in the box for sure so it's, it's all like auto checking now it's been a really interesting like um behavioral psychology problem to to solve because uh, we were checking people in for the first like six months just because you know we're very much two guys in the cabins so we're cleaning it ourselves and checking people in and all these things and um we learned a lot about this during that process. So for the first month, um, that, that first kind of couple of months, people would see the cabin on Instagram, book it, and then they'd come and, uh, you know, we tried to lock their phone away and they'd be like, what are you doing? Like, no way. Um, so what we realized is like, it was how we were, like people didn't actually believe that that's what was happening. So it's kind of won or lost before people even get there. Like if you can, if you can convince people that, they're actually coming to lock their phone away. Then, you know, they, they kind of say their goodbyes to the outside world. Like they kind of, you know, set up any um, things that need need kind of looking after and that they kind of make that space to, to come and go offline. Then that's super important. 
so, so, so now people just lock their phones away themselves. So they've got a lockbox there. You've got a um, padlock, and there's also an envelope with a, a sealed envelope with, with the key in. So yeah, the, the 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 reason behind that is it's enough friction so that if you because once you rip the envelope, it's ripped, right? So, so yeah. you can't if you do that on day one, then you kind of oh crap, I you know the temptations there. It didn't stick with it, right? So the, the whole point is it adds enough friction so that they, they don't kind of do that process until the end of the stay. Um, but it's also there, you know, in case of emergency, cause there's that kind of peace of mind as well, right? Like that's a big thing. Like you want also people to be, be kind of comfortable when they're there. Yeah. Um, I think it can be quite anxiety-inducing going offline uh, yeah. initially, but then there's obviously you know, those kind of benefits if you can you – can, follow through with it um so yeah that's that's kind of where we're up to now and now everyone comes and and locks their phone away which is great and it really is something quite unique like really um something something pretty crazy happens in the brain i've obviously tried the experience and you know it's 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 quite quite remarkable yeah the picture i saw online the because it was like a you know a couple tiles of photos was it was a piece of paper that was very kind of like funny to me because it was like Take your last selfie, put your phone in the box. Don't worry, you've got this Nokia now type thing. (laughs) And I was just like, is this real? I was like, do people do this? Because it's like, there's some times where I just want to throw my phone over a bridge or something. Because I'm like, I I don't know how to describe it. I love my phone. I love to be on the internet and stuff like that. But something about it feels a bit like weighing me down type thing. And there's never a good enough excuse to just not have it for a couple of days because people will be like, where were you? What were you doing? <laughs> I was just yeah. living my life, man. I was just existing. Like, uh, no, no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to yeah. be, be taped to this device all day. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And when, when, when you're on that device, you're not like in the room, you know, you're, you're, your mind is on like, you know, all the, all the relationships, the people that are kind of messaging you, that this kind of work emails pinging in, that you're just not, you're just not present. And yeah, for, for most of us, most of the time, like I, I think 85% of people check their phones within 15 minutes of waking up. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's your mind just gone for the day. You know? yeah. Like from, from the day, you just feel scrambled, like especially in the week when people are working. Like yeah. you, you, you never really bounce back after that. And so people just, you know, we just live in this state of kind of constant overstimulation, yeah. which is exactly what you mean, where it's like, you know, the, our phones are great and there's lots of exciting things happening on them. Yeah. Um, but they're also just, this is, there is this slightly kind of frazzled um, feeling with them, you know? And, and, and so I think it's a very, um, you know, there is that kind of very deep subconscious desire to, to actually just get off it and get and unplug. Yeah. So, so, yeah. you know, hopefully we can, we can help, help people do that. There was something that someone said to me once about waking up and going, up, going straight on your phone. And he was like, why would you want to wake up and fill your head with someone else's thoughts straight away? Like you don't even wake Love up and have any time to be yourself. You can steal that one. Love well. it. I don't even remember who said it to me. Yeah. So you yeah. can have it as your own. Put it yeah, in the yeah. next uh, press release. And I was like, yeah. Anonymous. That, that, that does. <laughs> take it for yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> that does kind of sound right to me because I, growing up, obviously didn't have a phone because it was too, well, not even too young. But it didn't exist like that. Like smartphones started to become a thing when I was about 16. But then by that yeah. time, I, I would always wake up and be going straight to do like something sports related or waking up to go to the gym or something like that. So it was always like, I wouldn't wake up and be like, onto my phone. And also there wasn't much to do then. <laughs> I remember internet wasn't really a big thing. I think Twitter started becoming a bit more relevant and Instagram had just popped up and all that type of stuff. But it's like the phone wasn't a thing. And it's like, now I look at myself and I go, 
I wake up and I'm instantly like, oh, let's check the emails because, you know, American people sent emails and I wouldn't have seen it because I wouldn't have been looking at my phone in the evening. It's like, oh, yeah, check Twitter now and da 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 Oh, let's read this news. And I'm like, wait, I've been up for an hour and all I've done is stare at this yeah. this device. Mad. So mad. I, I, just, I just don't know how it became such a regular part of my schedule. And if I tried to t- stop it, I think I'd go mad because it, it'd be like, oh, yeah. what am I going to be doing? Do you know I mean? Even like, I still wake up and read, but even then I'm thinking to myself, like, the phone's there though. The phone's going to have, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The phone's going to have a lot yeah. more different stuff to read. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, it's, it's crazy. And you look, you look around, you know, like on the tube, for example, now there's just everyone's on their phone. Like when you look at someone else, like facing their phone, you think like, oh, I've got to look at, look at that person. Like that, that looks so bleak. But then you think like, fuck, that's me most of the time. Exactly. Know? That's exactly. the crazy thing. Or, or you're on the train and you look, you look around, especially you know, pre-pandemic time, and people are there literally with their mouth like wide open. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, what are you looking at that's so interesting? Yeah. What's, what's right. on Instagram that I haven't seen yet? <laughs> that's it. Do you find yourself nowadays, especially with having the whole unplugged brand behind you, do you have a, a certain time when you just switch off your phone or a certain time of day where you just go, that's enough for me with the, with the mobile? Or are you just kind of like i'll take my three days when i can type thing no i've i've um yeah definitely kind of you know because it's so front of mind like uh, definitely built some good habits around that so like, i'll be i'll on a good day i'll get offline at like six and just okay. just phone away laptop away you know read in the evenings or, or see people um and then not switch it on again until kind of nine nine thirty so get up at six kind of you know meditate go to the gym and do all those things and then you've just got those like two or three hours in the morning. Um, and I find as well, like as soon as I check my emails or any of these things, then my like quality of, of mind just, just is so much you know, more cluttered and you know, all these kind of things. So it's so noticeable. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely, definitely try and factor that in. But, but one of the interesting things is because we're thinking about this a lot, like I'm also you know, becoming more aware of, of, of how I do use it so yeah. ironically it feels like I'm more addicted because I'm noticing it more so like I'll, I'll and you know I, I still am addicted I, again like when I'm working yeah I so much of my time is just spent like you know absent-mindedly like going and refreshing emails and like checking slack and like yeah. checking the whatsapp and you just get into that like, sometimes I'll sit down and just bang out a bit of work but but sometimes you're just kind of bouncing between these these platforms yeah. you, you just wonder what that's doing to your brain it's just like rewriting rewriting the way our brains work this kind of instant gratification um so so yeah i'm some days i'm a little horrified of myself i'm just thinking that fuck <laughs> yeah i mean the, the other thing is like just I'm trying to coach myself on is just like to not be yeah i guess like not not be hard on yourself like you know because like it's tricky these things are really addictive and you know especially like the, the irony is that because of um you know doing this with unplugged and you know now that we're starting to get some more traction and kind of become a bit more visible, just means there's a lot of like interesting things popping in. Like, so like a lot of people get in touch, a lot of interesting emails, messages, all these kind of things. Um, and you know, that is very distracting. But at the moment I'm, I'm posting um, some posts on LinkedIn about you know, kind of ways I fucked up fundraising. Yeah, I was and- reading those. I was, <laughs> I was enjoying them. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. They've got like a not not mass attraction, but they get some response and get a lot of founders like reaching out. And so I've wasted a lot of my last week and a half just like checking shit on LinkedIn and like replying to messages and that kind of stuff. And it's 
you know, it's just like death by death by a thousand cuts. So you, you, I just <laughs> got to like, yeah, just kind of take a step back every now and again, again, and think like, what what should I be doing? You know, what should I be working on? Like, and just just kind of step away from the noise because the other thing is like, just you kind of feel this obligation to kind of reply to people or like you, you feel like your emails is a to-do list, right? Like if someone gets in touch, like, you know, you got, you got the stuff that you need to do. And then a few people email you and you're like, Oh God, now I need to reply to that person as well. And it's like, you know, you don't, you don't there's need no obligation. to, yeah. there's no obligation. That's it. That's it. And it's kind of getting comfortable with that. Cause you know, I, I've also, I, I am and have always been very much a kind of people pleaser. So yeah. I feel like that, that, that makes me more susceptible to this. I'm like, Oh no, you know, I kind of want to, help this person be nice to this person kind of things you can't please everybody or else you'll never get everyone yeah 100% yeah you just got to get comfortable with like saying no and and I think you can still do that in a nice way but it's just like that's a bit of an art that I'm kind of trying to learn now yeah Uh, do you feel like you've influenced your your own friends to be on their phones less as well because one thing I notice when I'm out with my own friends is none of us touch our phones it's always been that way but it's because because we're always well, when we were growing up, I guess, or maybe all the things we always do together, it's like you can't really have your phone out while doing that. It doesn't make sense to have your phone out while doing that. So it's like, even if we're just all sitting together chatting, you know, say two people are talking, there's another three people in the room, everyone's just not on their phone, chilling. But then I noticed with other people, they could all be out to dinner or they could all be doing something together. It's like, everybody's like this. I'm like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. why are you even out together right now? You could be at home doing that. Mad. yeah definitely definitely because you know no no real credit to, to me but it, it just kind of starts the conversation right like yeah you know if people kind of know that's what i'm doing if i'm sitting there not on my phone like again it's, it's also quite useful for me because i kind of feel like i've got a reputation to uphold, you know? so when, I, <laughs> when i'm out like i can't be seen on my phone but it's been really nice to see like especially my kind of family as well like that, that they've been kind of thinking more about this kind of playing around with you know taking time off off social media and and my co-founder as well you know, he wasn't really something that he was kind of interested in before so so, so that's been that's been really good and, and so yeah and, and and that is um you know just a really nice part of it which is like there is just this very um you know, like we, we i really do see the benefits in this it's really nice to kind of see that yeah. spread and just start the conversation like even even if people don't come and stay at the cabin just like hearing that we're doing it and like, you know, hearing about it from someone does kind of get, get people to start thinking about that, which is, which has been a really nice kind of um, side effect, I guess. Yeah. So it's like, it's the second you walk into the room, everyone's like, Oh, put the phones away. <laughs> put the phones That's away. It. Hector's here. Oh God, he's going <laughs> to say something, isn't he? He's going to yeah, tell me to go yeah. to the cabin. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, who knows, man? It's, yeah. it's definitely something that, um, it's not a bad thing to be known for. I feel like people will definitely have sure. some kind of experience by, you know, not being on their phone so much, especially I feel like younger generations aren't, aren't realizing it now so much. Cause you know, in school, I don't know what, what your school life was like, but it's like, I'd come home from school. I'd either go on MSN or I'd go straight on my Xbox yeah, yeah. the whole night. That homework didn't exist. <laughs> That's all that I did. So I got home straight on a screen, straight on a screen doing what I'm doing. But it's, now it's like the screens in your pocket, the screens there all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like growing up or, you know, three, four years from now when the people that are like, you know, 15, 16, maybe 17, 18 now are like, quote unquote, adults, they're going to be like, God, I just want to get away from this thing, but I can't. Yeah. And things like Unplugged yeah. are going to be there and you guys are going to be like, hey, pay this deposit, get, get your stuff <laughs> together. Let me take yeah. you on a ride. 
for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's where there's a really interesting opportunity because, like, right now, like the the kind of you know the let's say the millennial generation, the kind of twenty five to forties, are like ready for what we're doing, right? Like that's yeah. who we see coming and going, and and then there's that generation who's a bit younger who like grew up with social media the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, you, you probably half of them, you probably couldn't get them to come and lock away their phone for three days. But yeah. but as yeah. you say, like they're the ones who have the you know really starting to see the. The, the kind of challenges that this brings about so that's a really interesting opportunity is that like how do we crack that and, and how can we kind of provide a solution for them the other big thing is like um you know kind of why we're doing this um it's just to kind of figure out what works because there's something a bit kind of you know um unattainable for some people to, to come stay in a, a cabin you know, it's kind of 390 for, for three nights and like you know there are people in society who, who that's not feasible for but mm. it's obviously a problem that everyone has yeah. so the answer isn't that everyone goes and stays in a cabin for three days and blocks away their phone but but then it's like what learnings can we take from that that can then be kind of applied to society as a whole because there is just this huge question of like how does our relationship with our devices um develop and i don't know if you've seen the the pixar film wally about the kind of the space yeah yeah robot. yeah and all the humans in that are like massively overweight in wheelchairs and they're just like face down to the yeah, screen. The screen's like literally that, just like this close yeah, to their face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the trend, you know, yeah. but that's, that, that's the way we're heading. And so, you know, this is really an effort to kind of try and start the conversation in another direction um, right. because any of it's possible, right? Like, you know, we've also seen you know, throughout the ages when new technology came in, you know, when uh, the printing press and all these kind of things came in, like it re it they all rewrite our brain, you know, even, yeah. even in watches like before and, and time, like that, that just kind of changed the way we see the world. And so we will adjust to, you know, screens, technology, social media. And like, yeah. there is a scenario where we do go down the wall route and you know, that, that that's where society ends up. But, you know, this is an effort to kind of vote in the other direction. And, and the more we can kind of inspire a conversation around that, the more we can get people coming to the cabin and trying this and you know, maybe make it a regular thing. Like we get a lot of people, um, you know, who are keen to come and do this like once every six months and that kind of thing. So, so I think there's something really interesting about changing people's perspective. Um, uh, hopefully they can kind of see the benefits off the back of that. Yeah. I've, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like people are meant to be out in nature, not, you know, sure. good, we're not, we're not robots. We're not meant to be connected to a device. And I always feel like when I go out in nature, I live by quite a lot of like nice parks and national country parks or whatever they're called, you know, big places with lakes yeah, and yeah. trees and stuff. Whenever I'm in there, I just see people like, oh, let me take a picture of this. Let me take a picture of this. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? Let's yeah. like yeah, breathe yeah. in. Mm, no city smog. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just enjoy what, what we've got going on around us type thing. And it, it definitely feels a lot more like Time kind of disappears. Everything you've worried about previously disappears. And um, I must admit, when I did get in contact with you, I was like, right, I'm going to try my own mini version of this. So I went yeah, yeah, to yeah. Uh, this place near me, this like country park. I was like, right, I'm just going to leave the phone in the car. <laughs> and about two hours later, I was like, what have I done? What if I trip and fall? How will anyone find me? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of no. I haven't seen anyone in 15, 20 minutes. What if I get murdered? And I was like... Why is this my biggest concern? Because when I have my phone, none of these things happen and I'm okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it did yeah. kind of wake me up to the idea of this, like, what what do I actually need to be in, like constantly plugged in for? What mm. what's the benefit of that? I was like, I don't I don't really see one to be honest. Yeah, I think that's the we we have heard that from a lot of guests, which is like the, the big thing is like the world does not end 
when you go offline because it's like yeah. that's how it feels right like we all just feel like well, people need to get in touch with us like, all these kind of things but it just it just doesn't matter like you know people really just don't care as much as we think they do you know like yeah it, it feels like you know i think it's such a like especially from before the silent retreat everything like, i i really used to you know subconsciously worry like what other people saw and like mm. that very much kind of drove my drove my actions and what i've started to realize is, is you know everyone's just too busy kind of worrying about them themselves yeah and so like actually if you go offline for three days you know people might think oh, that's weird you didn't reply to the message but like eventually really gonna mind. Yeah. yeah the only person that's yeah. really gonna the mind is your mum I noticed that yeah, my mom, yeah. <laughs> mom texts me in the morning and I don't reply to the nighttime. like well where were you what were you yeah. doing because I was worried I, I could have been in danger I was like I'm sorry <laughs> get busy sometimes you know yeah. that's it yeah you gotta, gotta get gotta get a mum on board with it but, um, but, but it's also just about like kind of setting that expectation right because it's because you know like we are so accessible that yeah. like then it's a surprise when we're not but yeah. But like, you know, we, we did survive before mobile phones, you know? We've survived for longer without them than we have with them. But that yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. tell people yeah. that because they won't believe you. <laughs> they won't believe you, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. at all. It's one of those things where now as well, the, you know, the battery lives get bigger, the, you know, the storage size gets bigger. Everything about the phone becomes more and more, quote unquote, encompassing. But when I had the, an iPhone 4 with eight gigabytes and, you know, I was playing Temper Run all the time. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And now I've got a phone that's like infinitely times bigger with bigger battery and all this kind of stuff. I was like, how have I managed to let the phone absorb more of my time? Yeah. yeah when yeah, previously yeah. it never had any of my attention or any of my time. Because it was like, if you didn't have Wi-Fi, then your phone, you know, no one had data about 10 years ago. <laughs> data was expensive. You used to have, a, you know, 500 megabytes a day and that would do you to do whatever you was doing. I used to, yeah. I used to text to tweet. And that's just that's just not a thing anymore. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. And it's like I feel like, okay, yeah, all these companies, you know, I'm not saying, you know, they're evil or whatever, but all these companies, their their goal is to keep you engaged and on their apps. Yeah. It's like, what if you spent the same because the thing is you, you I don't know if you have your screen time on, but I have mine on and I spend about four or five hours a day on my phone. And a lot, if I look into a, a lot of what that is, it's like, okay, he's opened his podcast app. Oh, he's left the screen on, on the podcast app for a couple <laughs> of hours. But it's, you know, it's still, a, you know, Instagram, all that type of stuff takes up time. Yeah. And if you were to spend four hours a day engaged with yourself, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, like yeah, you yeah, do yeah. meditation, exercise. What would that do for you in a year crazy, or 18 yeah. months? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. We, we think we're so busy and yeah. you know you want to do like something for 10 minutes a day it's like no nah, i haven't got time for that mm. and then there's just these hours and hours and hours spent scrolling basically yeah and so we, we, I, I don't know if this is something you might be talking about or not but i'm gonna ask anyways where you stopped drinking for 18 yeah. months what's what's the pub visits like now you just go in there drinking water or have you changed the activities <laughs> that you do now yes yeah, it's, it's really interesting i mean the you know, the interesting thing is it obviously coincided with a with a pandemic, right? So, so yeah. that that just really kind of um, so I used to I, I, I used to drink quite a lot. I'm I'm, I'm 26 now, and yeah. from from kind of 15 to 24, 25, like I I would you know it, it wasn't that I'd be like drinking every night, but like when I when I drank, it would it would get out of hand. Yeah, know? man, we're English people. That's what we do best. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. So so like. All my relation, all, all your relationships in, in the UK based around like drink. going to the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah the basement yeah. drink. That's like how we how we gather. Um, so and then 
again, it was just becoming like more and more of a tension. Like through like school and university, like, I I didn't wasn't really interested. So like I didn't 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 really work, and it was just always like didn't really take my life that seriously. Right? I was just, like the guy who you know would always get hammered and kind of be like. Good times, good times, person. Good time. Every, I was like that too. Yeah. Everybody's got to have yeah, a person yeah. like that around. That's it. That's it. And 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 then I started working with a startup after university, and um, just just started to like really get engaged and I enjoy that. And then the more I got into that and kind of got more responsibility, the more of that like contrast it was. Well, like, yeah. I'd see something in my calendar. And like on a Friday night, it's made, and I'm like, I know that's going to wipe out my next like five days, and I'm just going to feel horrendous afterwards. Yeah, and um, so it just became more and more this point of tension. And then at the start of 2019, I did three months of drinking, just just again had a really big December. Saw a friend, and we were both just like, let's just do three months off, and that was great. Really enjoyed it, and I thought like I'd ease back into the drinking, but then started drinking again, and the kind of big nights came back, you know, back with a vengeance, um, and so really kind of you know was trying to figure it out and i just saw this this kind of clickbait video i, I just quit my job to start the start i was like okay, i've got to be got to be serious now and i just had two big weekends out up to like 7 a.m like, and i just thought to myself, this isn't going to work and then i saw a, a clickbait youtube video that was like it was a Joe Rogan clip, and it was like Nikki Glasser read this book seven years ago. And she hasn't drunk since. So I read the book. It's called "Stop Drinking Now" by Alan Carr. Yeah. And you read that, and you just, you just don't want to drink again. Ooh. And so, so I should I avoid this book at all costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no turning back. No turning back after reading this. But that was like just before the pandemic. So yeah. th- then the pandemic hit, um, and what I've actually found since that. So when I did those first three months of drinking. I found that when I went to social occasions, like, I was a little bit not knowing what to do with myself, like a bit awkward, a bit like, okay, God, you know, yeah. am I really the guy on, on water kind of thing? But now um, uh, I, I'm completely at ease. It's weird. Now. I think maybe a lot of that's the kind of meditation, also the kind of, you know, having unplugged to, to keep me busy. But um, so, so you know, it, it has made me rethink kind of how I, how I, you know, how my friendships uh, kind of go and how I spend my time with, with yeah. friends. So, but you find you know, different activities to do together, don't you? Or you just, you just, yeah, exactly. You could go out exactly. to eat, and then it's not always about because I know that the pattern for me used to be and still kind of a bit is it's like let's go out to eat then get something to drink and it's like or, or let's go out to drink maybe we'll get something to eat but the yeah, goal yeah. is to drink like just, just drink it. drink yeah. drink and it's like you find there's different activities to be done you'd be like oh wow I didn't know I could go and do this or go to a, a cinema on a boat or some shit like that <laughs> do you know what I mean there's so much things out there that, that can be done and you just never know about them until you go maybe drinking isn't the main event maybe drinking is on the you know the back burner for sure but i found i found it's really like enabled me to find a lot more joy in like the little things so now just like going for a walk with a friend in the park is is, is amazing and, like before that would just almost seem like a waste of time it's like well, well we're not even we're not even gonna stop for a drink you know but what do you mean we're <laughs> stop at tesco's yeah. and get and get some beers <laughs> some crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly so it's really um you know it, it's really been a positive experience and it's it, all these things kind of compound together, right? So the meditation and not drinking. So like now I, I'm you know, really starting to find that every day is just a lot more joyful. Like I really kind of find a lot of joy in the, the mundane now, which is great. Like, yeah. you know, and just everything's exciting. Like, again, there's a lot of interesting things happening with Unplugged, but um, it's, it's just this kind of constant progression. And, you know, I'm sure that not drinking is a big part of that because 
it did it was just a, a real point of anxiety for me. like it would just it was just such a classic one step forward two steps back you know yeah. like had a decent week and then drinking like knocked me back yeah i was gonna <laughs> say my bag count, like, all these things you every know? day just, now when you wake up it's just you versus your body it's not you versus last night's drinks or last week's yeah drinks yeah, or, yeah. you know because I, I don't know what you're like when you're drunk but when i'm drunk i always try to climb things don't know why <laughs> <laughs> so bruises and bumps and whatever happened yeah yeah so yeah I, I i totally understand it where you you decide to just reclaim your your body and also you know your bank balance if you don't drink i'm, I'm sure you find other ways to spend your money but it's it's yeah. definitely cheaper the pub is expensive pints aren't what they used to be anymore it's all yeah. nine pound yeah, a pint yeah, yeah, yeah. some places depending on where you're going 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. the other big thing is like the i think the, the the biggest challenge about kind of you know starting something entrepreneurship it, 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 it is dealing with like you know, every, it's like the psychological part of it, right? It's like yeah. coping with everything going on. And I, I find that I, I'm generally in a, in, a, in a pretty good place. Psychologically. I, I find that very manageable apart from, you know, when I'm ill, when I was hungover, yeah. on come down, any of these things. And that's when you get overwhelmed. Mm. And, um, you know, it's when your kind of resilience is down, all these kind of things. And so just not having that is, is a big help, you know? <laughs> like I just, I just couldn't spend my Sundays now just being like, fuck, you know, this, what am I doing? This is, uh, I just wouldn't work, you know? So I, I, you know, really need to, I really find it valuable to kind of, you know, get my thoughts together on the weekend. Like, you know, I see some people switch off a bit, but then also just like kind of getting a, getting a good position to, to kind of go and, and tackle the next week. And, yeah. you know, again, you're just kind of building, 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 building each week um, instead of just this kind of, you know, ooh, up, bit down, forward, up, down, yeah. yeah. People always say, oh, I've got to wind down. I've got to let my hair down. And the way you're seeing it is you're constantly just gearing up to, do you know what I mean? You're just keeping going and keeping going on a steady trajectory. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, I, you know, again, people say like, you know, I'll probably want to go switch off on holiday. Like my holidays used to be, you know, going to some European city and getting hammered for five days. And, you know, yeah. I would come back like Worse. in a body bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like, oh my God, you know, and, it's kind of what we're looking at with unplugged as well. It's like that's great, and you know, great that people go and do that, and you know, it's obviously a lot of fun. But you know, what we're encouraging people to do is also take this time off, where you know, you actually just go and really kind of let yourself recharge, because that's the thing is, you know, people use these kind of breaks to to get away from you know, their very stressful job, and then they come back more tired, and you know, it just compounds. And you know, I think there's a real there's a real kind of stress epidemic in, in society today. Um, and so hopefully just kind of helping people switch off is, is a step in the right direction. To find out more about Hector's business, go to unplugged.rest. That's unplugged.rest. And join his newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to People Explained. New episodes come out every Monday. We would appreciate it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts and shared this episode with a friend.